And then I'd also have to deal with customer service, usually ranging from angry wives who would get a letter in the mail and a bill for like $600 asking, <laughs> what's this all about? And uh, just the random call about someone wanting to suck my dick and shit. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Gav Helen. Welcome everybody to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Scavlin and for the 30th time I'm from Plug Rush together with Jay. <laughs> Still from Why Not. <laughs> Still from Why Not there. For the 30th time, 30th time, we have one special episode for you today. And the most, the most special thing about it is that we have no guest. Well, yeah, some might look at this as being like, okay, you've done 30 episodes, are you doing something special or are you just going to do a cop out? You know what? What we wanted to do was kind of like maybe a summary of where we've come from so far, where we're going. And you know what? A number of people have told me this, Thomas, that a lot of people listen to the show also because of us, that it's not just about the guests. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat us on the back a little bit here because, I mean, we are able to carry a show and keep it fun and entertaining after 30 episodes. Will we be able to do 30 more? I think so. <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope so. We have tons of guests that want to be on the show, and I'm so excited for this yep. that people actually like give us good feedback for it and, and comments and stuff. We're going to get more into that. We're going to talk about um, what we have accomplished so far. We're going to talk about uh, two, three upcoming shows that we are going to, and we have a special announcement in the end because we want you to listen to the whole episode. And of course, we want to thank the sponsor that has been with us for almost 30 episodes. And they sound a little bit like this. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, K-Top, CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. And we are back, everyone. And we are back with the one and only Thomas Scavelin from Plug Rush and myself, Jay from Why Not. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be... Introducing ourselves here because you know what? <laughs> the show is all about us. Mm. <laughs> Finally. 30 episodes, Jay. I mean, yeah. we, we got this started in, in 2015, right? In December? Yeah. Right before, before the shows? Well, the way I think this all played out is you hatched this brilliant idea about wanting to do a podcast and you approached me on it and I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'll get on board with anything you do because you're a great guy. You come up with great ideas. You've been a client of Why Not for a long time. And, you know, it all pretty much started, as far as I'm concerned, with your uh, uh, with your suiting up 
uh, promos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I saw what kind of traction you got with that, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm on board with whatever. So, uh, you know, we, of course, grabbed Joey Gabra, the, the industry standby when it comes to getting things off the ground. And yeah. That was, a, <laughs> that was a technical thing. <laughs> <laughs> There was so much stuff going on with planks and planks and stuff. We, we learned so much, though. We learned so much since the first episode and the second one and the third one. And then we started to get really professionals with even the commercials and stuff. So yep. um, it, it took a while, but it's still in a learning progress. I mean, we tried to figure out the format of the whole thing. And I think we have something going on with the intro and then commercial and then the interview and a little end in the end there. Uh-huh. So um, I, I hope really, I, I feel that we are on a right track now with this show. So, yeah, uh, and we had so many cool people we had on. Yeah, the the thing that's you know most difficult about a podcast is you got to keep it consistent. At least I see it as that way. You got to keep things consistent. You got to find your voice and pretty much know your audience. And mm-hmm. it has been a work in progress. And I mean, we are being approached by really every facet of the industry. We've been approached by novelties, video, talent, B two B, phone sex. I think even in one one or two instances. I think that was just you calling me on a Saturday night. That's right. <laughs> I don't think anybody else. It was only me and you on that you phone know, sex. It's funny. I actually had a job as a phone sex you know, customer service operator about 20, <laughs> shit, about 24, 25 years ago. What kind of calls do you get then? It's like, well, hey, I had this call with this lady and uh, she hang up or what happens? Well, basically, it was, you know, all those 1-800 numbers or whatever back in the day. This is before the internet. People go to magazines and they'd, you know, hey, call me for a good time kind of thing, three ninety nine a minute. And yeah. they would call this call center, which was based in Sherman Oaks, California, which is near Los Angeles. And I had just moved there and I was pursuing an acting career, so I needed a job that wouldn't get in the way of auditions. The manager of the night was this gay ex-military guy who absolutely fucking hated me. Like, he hated my guts. And basically what I had to do was people would call in, and I was the boner killer. I had to verify credit card information, and then I would connect them to this big-ass beast of a machine that was located in the back of the room, and I could tap in and listen to people's calls and stuff. Uh, And then I'd also have to deal with customer service, usually ranging from angry wives who would get a letter in the mail and a bill for like $600 asking, what's this all about? You know, and uh, just the random call about someone wanting to suck my dick and shit like that. Uh, Fun stuff. Life is hard. Life is hard, man. Thank God you came out of that. I know, right? (laughs) I'm trying to call. On any of the episodes, did you tell us about like one of the worst jobs you've ever had? Um, I don't think I had any worst jobs. I mean, the one that we had on the show that had the worst sets of jobs was even, I think it was Chai. Chai. Remember that? Yeah, he yeah, did all jobs. kind of stuff. I mean, everything from horses to, oh, to whatever. But uh, he's it a good guy, and we learned a lot from that episode too. And yeah. I, don't, I'm, I mean, papers, uh, delivering papers in the rain, in the cold, in minus 20 degrees. That's, that's as rough as it gets with me. I've been that pretty, sucks. pretty blessed. I've been pretty blessed, and I'm, I'm super happy about my career so far. So uh, well, That's good. Well, yeah. I mean, how old were you when you were delivering papers in the snow? I mean, you must have been a teenager. It wasn't like when you were 28 or something, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. It was when I was around 12, 13, 14, something like wow. that. Wow. So, okay, yeah. To get in the money, but there it was hard. But we got Christmas bonuses, and people were so, so 
nice to us when we run around with the papers. So that's great. Now we need to deliver like iPads and stuff because there is no paper anymore. I know, right? And that's why this podcasting is uh, it's a really good thing, and um, you get more way more attention than a newspaper will get. So um, it's one of the reasons I wanted to do this: delivering value to the listeners to get to know the people. And I think the first show it was in Sitges for uh, the European Summit. That was the first show when after we started this thing that people really catched up to it. And yeah, there were so many people coming up to me, and I know for you too that was really thanking us for doing this because uh-huh. now. When they came to the show, they was kind of prepared. Now they know who who Andy was. They know who uh, Joey was. They know everybody, and it was kind of easier for them to like approach them and go into a conversation because they kind of know a little bit more about them. So I think we helped somebody there. Yeah, I know that the show has definitely gotten people some business. Uh, whether it's gotten people late or not, who knows? But you know, yeah. bottom line is is that. A lot of good has come out of this show, and I really, really appreciate it when people approach either you or myself or both of us, uh, you know, that we have no idea that that particular person is listening. I mean, we can't assume anything. So when people are saying that, you know, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, we've got some shows coming up. We've got some uh, Webmaster Access in Amsterdam. We've got the European Summit coming up in Prague where we're going to do a live podcast. Uh, We'll, of course, Mm. record it. You know, we're recorded for the for the website and everything, but you know, we want to do it live. We're going to have a, an audience, and it's going to bring all kinds of energy that we just haven't, you know, had the pleasure of having yet. Yeah, are you looking forward to the European shows? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I travel a fair amount. Um, you know, there's some shows out of the year that it's nothing. I'm really dreading that. It's like oh, I got to go to this or I got to go to that. I mean, it's always a pleasure, and I should thank my lucky stars that I have the means and the opportunity to do these things. But uh, yeah. yeah, going to Amsterdam and Prague is definitely a highlight for me, and it's also yeah. kind of my final hurrah for the year. I mean, at that point, the only thing I have left really uh, is some personal trips, maybe a vacation around Thanksgiving or Christmas, and I'm also yeah. doing the Why Not Party in Austin in uh, mid-November, which is. New this year, but it's also not new in that we were doing something in Mexico and Jamaica 10, 12, 14 years ago. So, uh, hey, as a recap for you, tell us about uh, your your Nordic gathering that you had for Plug Rush. Um, I saw the pictures. You had a nice turnout for, you know, just a first time gathering. And uh, yeah, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, so it was called uh, the, the Plugger Summer Party. And of course, when uh, you invite people for a summer party, they expect sun. And uh, we couldn't deliver 100% on that. And that's what Bergen is famous for. Bergen, Norway, where Plugger's had um, have their headquarters. Um, we wanted just like first like to start out like every every time we I go to shows and I tell people I'm from Norway and I'm from Bergen, everybody says ah oh, I really want to visit that. Norway is one of the countries that are really high on people's bucket list, but I don't think many had the chance to visit it. So I wanted to make kind of a a little um, reason uh, for people to actually come there. So we invited them for a summer party, and um, we I think we started out with twenty. Five people just like to have a small group so we can attend them. We invited them, and uh, of course, when it the shows getting closer and closer, one by one, needed to drop out. I mean, it's been a lot of shows lately, and maybe my timing was not the best either. In uh, in August, you know, it was right after the Montreal show and everything, and people have been to New York the the week before and. It ended up uh, with, um, I think we were eight in the end. Eight people, eight different companies that took the t- uh, trip over to Okay. Berlin. 
That's good. Yeah. So we started out on Friday with uh, a company dinner. Uh, 16 people um, turned out to come to a place called Bryggelofte. It's an old, old, old restaurant in Bergen where you can get old, old traditional food. I mean, the food was fresh, but it was old. <laughs> How old, old are we restaurant. talking uh, from the 1700s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So uh, it's still owned by the same family, not the guy that started up, of course, but yeah, the right. same family still in there. So uh, that was a success. I mean, there is something that is, we can discuss this up and down, and I know we had some Facebook uh, comments about it, because you, in Norway, you all have to eat whale. Still. Wow. Still. We, we serve whale, and that's a controversy for many countries, and I totally understand that. So, but it's it's something that um, you can come here and eat uh, together with reindeer and other deers and whatever we find in the woods up here. So, <laughs> right. so it's a controversy, and we had some Facebook comments about it, but we I think we handled it fairly really well. And after that, uh, we had um, the day after we had a great show at the, or great um, tour at the office. Then we went for a boat trip, and we went up for uh, one of the Bergen's seven mountains in a restaurant, and then we ended up with a great party down in the in the city in a roof terrace. That's great. But different kinds of weather, but uh, I mean, small rain, not big rain, but it was it was cold and wet, you can say. <laughs> now, I look at it this way: if and when I make my way up to Norway, it's not going to be there for the weather. It's going to be there for the sights, the people, the experience, everything. I mean. You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't really, unless it's like a leisure vacation, you know, mm. I don't really do anything specifically for the weather. I mean, it's like when we went to Ireland and people are like, yeah. eh, you know, the weather, blah, it's like, yeah, whatever, you know. So yeah. I walk in the rain, so I'll wear a jacket, you know. It's yeah. it's a new city for me and it, it was a different yeah, experience yeah. that I loved. So Yeah. It's more about the company that you come together with. And we Absolutely. had a great group of people and uh Good feedbacks from that. Uh, everybody was happy to join, and uh, some of them are even coming back in October to do more like a full week because oh, that's a week great. was not enough. So, <laughs> well, yeah, really I mean, happy about that. One thing that I would think would be probably pretty interesting at this time of year, at least in Bergen, would be the fact that you probably have at least eighteen, if not twenty, hours of sunlight. Yeah, that is true. Uh, closer to eighteen right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so still, I mean, uh, I think Andy Woolmark was like awake. He he took to the streets, and all of a sudden it was daylight again at four in the morning. He didn't yeah. understand anything. I'm going to sleep. I'm I'm waking up. So yeah. <laughs> it was really fun to see the reactions of that. And uh, I even had um, uh, the pleasure to bring uh, Avi from Mistral all the way over to Oslo. Uh, we just came from Oslo now. Wow. So he traveled back. He's going to do... Uh, couple of show and then he's gonna have his wedding uh, but I'm now traveling uh, to Bucharest for some vacation so uh, that's where I'm now in a hotel room in Bucharest and we can still do our podcast isn't huh? that amazing and isn't I'm still that amazing in the comfort of my own home right now and I'd say if people could see me right now because when I work <laughs> and I roll out of bed early you know, hygiene and personal grooming habits really just go out the freaking window. I mean, I'm glad me we don't have a smell camera, huh? <laughs> well, you know what? The only thing that you would smell in here would probably be, uh, I suppose, farts and coffee, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a new name for a new podcast right there. Farts and coffee. What, was, what has been the biggest challenges do you feel for this podcast? I mean, we had the different time zones. I'm, what is it, six hours, seven hours? It's a seven-hour time difference for you to me. Yeah. And in all honesty, my biggest challenge has really been uh, 
deciding on which guests to go with first, so to speak. I mean, there yeah. really hasn't been any challenges as far as like time constraints and demands. You know what? I mean, that hasn't been an issue at all. Not anything no. to, to worry Not about. Not even for the guests. Yeah. So it really... It, the hardest I mean, thing, remember this thing? We, we had one interview that we lost. Yes. We did a whole interview and then we lost it. That was yep. the hardest thing. That was, I think that was the biggest thing. I was like almost crying in yeah. the night because it's so embarrassing. Well, I mean, you sucked. have taken somebody's time yep. for 60 minutes or something like that. And then you end up with nothing because either there was some technical, I'm not going to blame anybody. It was all my fault for, for yeah. not doing the right thing here. But we had some challenges in, in the very beginning and we lost the whole interview. And that was... Well, the beautiful oh. thing is, I think this person completely forgot about it anyway and didn't really care. And then we made up for it anyway. So I yeah. think at the end of the day, you know, it, it was it was the worst case scenario, but with the best case scenario victim, so to speak, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, could have been a lot worse. And I mean, the, another beautiful thing about this is, I mean, remember, I did a podcast every Wednesday live for five years for 90 yeah. minutes. And they yeah. have to be on for 90 minutes. Because you know what? I've had a few shitty things happen to me this year. You know, I mean, I yeah. lost a pet. I had my tonsils taken out. I was plagued with migraine headaches. It's just, you know, there have been stretches of weeks on end where it's just like, you know what? I'm not in a fucking mood to be able yeah. to be funny and happy and stuff. You know I mean? I yeah. could do it for an hour at a time. But, you know, life gets in the way of things sometimes and it's not the easiest, but that's the beauty of doing a recorded podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just edit out all the boring parts. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. it's true. It's been rough. So, uh, but I'm happy, and I think we're gonna do at least thirty more. At least thirty more. I'm not finished with this show yet. I, I'm, I'm learning so much about other people, and that's a whole point of this. And if if people can be a fly on the wall when we interview people, yeah. it's just like a double benefit. So well. We're never going to run out of people to interview. I mean, that's that's the definite. I mean, when you think of all the legitimate B2B people, because, I mean, it, it takes kind of two special things to be able to be on this show. One, mm. you obviously have to be someone that the target audience is going to be interested in. You know, I mean, mm. that has to be. I mean, unfortunately, not everybody in this industry is quote-unquote interesting. So you got to be someone that it's like, okay, I want to know what this person is about or who they are or what they're up to. The other mm. part of it is... Once you are that person, you have to be able to carry an episode. I mean, I usually tell people they're going to be responsible for 80 to 90% of the dialogue in this episode because they're the one who the industry and the audience is focusing on. So they have yeah. to be able to give more than one word answers and they have to be able yeah. to talk and talk because it's easier to edit away too much than to try to create something that isn't there, you know? That is true. That is 100% true. We have some interviews that, are, that went really short. And then we just needed to drag it out. So that's really hard. But yeah. um, most of the time, we had uh, too much content, which is a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, but <laughs> sucks. I know, and I feel bad for that because it's like it's out of my hands. Yeah, but we, we did a good thing there with James Dean when we had him for almost uh, one and a half hour. And we yeah. were super happy for his time. And uh, we needed to end it all of a sudden. And we, we tried to create two episodes of it instead of just uh, deleting a lot of good content. But we're going to do something fun in, uh, in Prague, aren't we? Like the yeah. European Summit. What is the date for that? We are doing a live podcast. We're doing a live porn and coffee. 
Yeah, I believe that's happening on September 22nd in the afternoon. It's going to be one of the last panels of the European Summit. I think it's either at 4 or 4.30 in the afternoon. We're going to have, yeah. uh, should we tell the guests? I think we should tell the guests. I mean, we, there is a, there's a, is there a small room or a big room? I think we have a little big uh, room. I think but, we're probably uh, going to be able to fit 60 or 70 people in the room. Uh, yeah. We're going to get Joey Gabra and Andy Walmer on. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. These are guys who... Uh, Big personalities and are going to be able to could carry the show each on their own, but uh, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a traditional. That that is the important thing. It, if on the on a website on the European um, Summit website, it looks probably like a panel, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be a panel panel. It's not going to be any sale, sale, sale shit going on there. Right. We, we're going to take it to a different level. We want to do it different. We want to do it fun. It's going to be entertaining, and um, also. For the first uh, 60 guests that uh, show up in that room, I am no no idea if it fits 100 or whatever, yeah, but if it's standing room only, 60, we'll get them in. The first 60 people that come in, they're going to get a mug. going to get a porn and coffee mug. Nice. So uh, maybe you have some stickers and some other stuff too, but if you have the mug, you have been to the live show, and um, you can pat yourself on, on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. And I think that we might want to do this, you know, at other uh, venues in the future. And another cool thing is that uh, actually a buddy of mine who I went to college with, who I saw uh, a few months ago, a few weeks ago, uh, he uh, has his own printing business. So I know he'll cut us a pretty slamming deal on uh, getting some T-shirts and some other things printed up. If you want to do that, we can get that yeah. done stateside here so you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, any vendors or having to deal with shipping stuff internationally or whatever. I mean, he's in Minneapolis. I'll just have him send the stuff directly, like to Phoenix or to Vegas, or if we do any of the cam shows together this year in the U.S. Yeah. So if any of the other shows out there really want to have a Porting Coffee live show at your event, yep. give Jay a call. That's because right. Because he's the he's the hard nut here. I would say yes <laughs> to anything. He will uh, he will be like, no, nah, don't think so, no, think so. But are uh, you really a yes guy though? I mean, y y you are very <laughs> agreeable, and you're one of these people that you know. I mean. You'll take somebody to task if they need to hear something, you know. You don't pull any punches, but at the same time, you know, yeah, you're very agreeable and there's not really anything negative that can be said about you. But do you consider yourself so much a yes guy? Uh, no. There is a bunch of things I say no to every day. But I'm also, I think I have a, a brand that is Mr. Super Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> when anybody asks me how I am, how, how I'm feeling, like, how are you today? I am super fantastic. And we talked about it at the event because yeah. people say, hey, how are you in the Bergen event? And hey, how are you? And I say, I'm super fantastic. And they say, yeah, you're always super fantastic. But that is just like you wake up in the morning and you can actually be in power of your own feelings. You can define your day. You can define that this day is going to be shitty as hell. Right. It sucks or I'm just okay. But every morning when I wake up, this day is the best day ever, first of all. I woke up. <laughs> I'm super yeah. happy. That's so uh, <laughs> take it from there. So I'm super happy. I'm super fantastic. And for every Skype call and every Skype conversation I ever had, that is my first answer. So it also sets the other person off guard. Because you know what? That how are you? That is like a random automatically uh, question. And uh, you, you don't even care when you ask it. So um, yeah. when somebody gave a surprising answer in the other end, it turns out to be like, oh, oh, something happened here. This guy is like overreacting or overly having too much fun. <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? So it gives attention in a good way. 
it's the same thing if you go to the shop and they I always um, to the grocery shop and they always ask, do you want a bag? Do you want a receipt? Do you want a bag? Do you want a receipt? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing they ask. So you go in there, you put your groceries on the um, on the line, and you say, hey, by the way, when you finish with this, I want a bag and a receipt. <laughs> and they got like, what? What? Wait, you threw <laughs> because me you off. Put, yeah, you throw them off in their automatically boring day, and all of a sudden this guy wants something. But still, in the end, when every grocery is true, they will ask the same question: Do you want a bag or a receipt? I'm like, I always already told you, man. So it, it's about putting people off guard too and be disruptive. And that I love disrupting marketing. I love to not be one of many, and I want to stand out. So. That's that's how it all came together. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because the way I think in terms, I mean, you know, I always try to be in a good mood and I always try to, you know, do things a certain way. But yeah, things could kind of throw me off from now and now and then. You know, professional stuff doesn't really throw me off. You know, personal stuff kind of does. And sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve with that kind of stuff. But, you know, I yeah. usually I just I push forward and do what I got to do. But my thing is, is I tend to see things and think in different terms and I always try to kind of mix things up a little bit. I mean, mm. it, it, my store, they don't ask me if I want a bag or a receipt, but you know, the first thing, this is why I'm so fucking twisted. The first thing I thought about when you're telling me about a bag and a receipt, it's just like, why? I'm not seeing an ugly prostitute later today. Do they actually give receipts for that? You know, <laughs> the bag goes over the head. Give me my receipt. Okay, good. We're good to go. You know, kind of thing. Right. Now my thing, my, my thing is, is that if they ask me, cause you know, I'm efficient. I like to just, I, I'm proactive. I like to get things done. And when I get, you know, to the line and there's like a ton of groceries on there and the guy who's supposed to be bagging it moves over to another line, what's the first yeah. thing I do? I jump behind the freaking line and I go and I start bagging my own groceries in the interest of getting the shit done. So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing the work and not a lot of people do that, believe it or not. And then when I'm done, they'll be like, you know, okay, do you need help out to your car? And I'll be like, do I seem like I need help out to my car? I mean, yeah. really, think yeah. about it. So. Yeah, that's the thing. We we need to always bag our own groceries in this country. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have anybody that can do that. It's too expensive. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on Face Sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on Gay Pay Sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. So, yeah, I think we kind of got through to, to what we want to talk about today. I mean, um, first of all, 30 episodes, super happy about it. Um, yeah. Still, if there's anybody out there that has some suggestions on, like, what guests they want to hear about, what, um, 
if there, if there were any tips or tricks that we, we should take into consideration, mm-hmm. help to make the show better, to make the show more interesting. If it's um, me working on my English skills, or if it's uh, Jay working on his Norwegian skills, uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we are open for any suggestions. Just send it in on the email, uh, uh, or at the form at the Morning Coffee, or at um, just contact one of us. And yeah, know. or just approach us at a show. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we might be doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're always interested in hearing you know your ideas. So. Yeah, and please, if you if you also can do that, tips anybody in the industry about the podcast. Hey, have you heard about this podcast? Send them a link. Send them whatever. Uh, we would be more than happy to get more listeners on there so we can become a better podcast. Exactly. And as always, if there's any companies out there that feels a burning desire to support us and get some sponsorship going, we'll do commercials for you. We'll promote you on the show. Hell, we talk about you at shows and around other people as a supporter of our show. Uh, so we can always use more of that because uh, you know the show doesn't run specifically on love and glitter and unicorns and all that, we need to have uh, additional support. And we'll give you the kind of promotions you need. We'll work with you. So just figure out I put that out there as well as the consummate sales guy. I met a porn star in Barcelona once that farted glitter. No shit. I think that was the most hilarious thing. <laughs> and then I become like a little bit uncomfortable because she wanted to show me the video. And she shows me the video and I see her fully naked and she's right next to me and... There's the glitter. <laughs> it's fucking interesting. Like, how can it was a bicycle pump that, like, to get the air in? Sure. And the glitter. Wow. Up. That is like the children's birthday parties. I mean, I want that. Hmm. You know what? <laughs> well, my kid's gonna be 13 in a few months. Maybe I'll book this person. <laughs> I will give you. Her, I will give you her number. <laughs> She's probably ready for that task. <laughs> there you go. Hey, happy birthday, dude! And look at what I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I think she can probably uh, fart the birthday song and end it with glitter. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll wait until he turns fifteen. I'll feel a lot better about it then. <laughs> when is the right age for a farting girl at your birthday party right? I mean seriously right now as long as she's dressed and everything why not she, she needs to have access to put the glitter in I mean stuff will show yeah that is true yeah. put a candle in the one thing and glitter in the other and you're good to go now I think about it you know how innocent were you as a kid I mean I was pretty freaking devious from like the age 9 on I'm not sure. I started my first web uh, design company when I was 17, and when yeah. I was 21, I was running 10, 20 porn sites. So yeah. See, yeah. it went rough. <laughs> yeah. You were you were monetizing it, whereas I was just defacing property and being a complete jackass as a preteen. So yeah. I didn't start making money on porn until I was already in my freaking 30s. Then, uh, then maybe you should wait a little bit with the glitter girl for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! They go. They don't go. They don't grow so fast in the Copida family. No, they don't. Which is good. I like to keep it that way. Let's end it there somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we we have a new show coming up next week already. And uh, for the rest of you, we will probably see you in Amsterdam or um, the European Summit. And uh, if you are in the European Summit, please come to the live event that we're going to do a live porn and coffee. It will be hilarious, I think. Yep. I'm going to laugh. We'll and feed off of all the energy. I will laugh. 
Yes. Absolutely. Okay, see you guys next week. And in the meantime, remember to work hard and uh, don't get lost and killed. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.